0: Hello, and welcome back to Bare Naked Ladies R Us, your favorite Bare Naked Ladies album by album podcast. I'm one of your hosts, JD.
1: And I am the other host, Nick. And today
0: we are hopping right into the Bare Naked Ladies third album, Born on a Pirate Ship. Oh, to be born on a pirate <laughs> ship. How great would that be? So so good. I'm sure you would live a very long, fulfilling yeah. life with no medical issues. Are you born no with lonesome. scurvy if
1: you're born on a fire ship? J-
0: nine times out of ten, nine yes. There's a ten. small percentage who don't, but who who aren't born with it. But you know they're small. Um, it's so a small sample size, right? Yes, the yes, only ten people ever born on a fire ship. <laughs> yes, we're. Only, I am only using ten, a sample size of ten. But from what I remember in chemistry, that's all you really need. Double yes. digits, at yeah. least double digits. So, um, so '96, this album came out. We were depend. I don't know what month was it. Do you remember
1: off the top you know, off top of your head? Off the top of my head, I do not.
0: Well, we were we were going on two or already two. Off Wikipedia, at this point. I could tell you March. March. Okay, <laughs> so we
1: were both uh, going
0: on two years old. You know, growing up, becoming oh, adults yeah. at this point in our lives, um, and that's one thing we talked about. Obviously, obviously, um, we
1: were very excited for this to come. Yes, out. Yes,
0: we had been. We actually waited in line. I remember that yes. we were we were in line outside Tower Records, just waiting for this to come out. Yes, um, and and it is kind of fun. You know. One of the things we talked about is becoming Bare Naked Ladies fans, not later in life, but later after they had
1: later in the hit, band's like, life. Yeah. Yes.
0: Exactly. They we, we're old enough. We're young enough to be their kids if they had kids young. I'd say. Sure. Something like yeah. that. But it's interesting. Around their to, second album. Right. But you know there are a lot of bands that we're into, um, that we both enjoy where they're current. Right. So they as their albums come out, you experience them as a new album from the band. I cannot relate to that. Oh, you only listen to old older music.
1: I only listen to Bare Naked Ladies.
0: Oh right, I'm so sorry. I forgot about that. So this is this is the only musical experience you have um, to relate to anything.
1: Yeah, that's why I believe when you approached me, you were like, "Let's do a podcast about REM or The National." Right. Like who?
0: (laughs) Music. Yeah. When I think of music, you think of Bare Naked Ladies. Like that's it. Yeah. Um, What what is interesting is when you discover a band, um, whether after their career is over or towards the latter end of their career, all of their music you kind of experience at once. So, if an album came out and, you know, Gordon and um, and something like Bare Naked Ladies Are Men or Bare Naked Ladies Are Me, even though there's 15, 16 years between those, you can go to the record store, buy both of them at the same time, go to iTunes, yeah. buy both of them, and experience them at the same time. So...
1: I, yeah, so we came in having, what, eight to ten albums? Right, exactly. <laughs> That's my... Yeah, and I, and I
0: generally... I, I used to have this philosophy that if I ever listened to a band, got in, like dove into a band's discography... Um, i would start from the beginning no matter what like i'm going to experience it the way it's meant to be experienced and i have now think i do now think that that is not the best way to do it because no not at all oftentimes the, the the album a band's first album is nothing like what they sound like now right or what their pinnacle album is is nothing like you know speaking of rem it was uh, Automatic for the People was the album that really got me into it. That and out of time were what my parents had in the house. And when you compare <laughs> that to Murmur to or Murmur. Reckoning, like there's so much different. Yeah. But but diving in where I did with those bands in Automatic, when you have such a huge respect or love for an album or a band, it, I wouldn't say it, it like you allow more, but you are more interested in what they did at certain points if they sounded different. Yes. You know, my wife always doesn't always make fun of me but you know she'll when Coldplay got more commercial right and they came out with stuff like him for the weekend or um, was a sky full of stars is that a really poppy one by them I believe so she there was one I think or maybe it was my brother who said this but, she, but they're like you only like this song because it's them <laughs> and I was like well yeah like that's why I of like course. That, like yes I'm not afraid of that I like this song because it is something they've done yeah. But it's not something you would normally a genre I would normally listen to, right? Um, so, so anyway, it's interesting to listen to um, a, a, again a band's most recent album or and their third album or and their first around the same time, which is up until um, I always what's the what's the one that they did after Steve with you run was it called You Run Away or um, oh All, All in Good, good time. time All in Good Time Shit, I don't know why I was forgetting that up and, up you until good, All in Good Time everything we experienced at the same time. That was the first yes. new album I ever got by them.
1: And for me, including a long good time. Cause I
0: Oh yeah. Cause it that. was, yeah. Four yes. seconds. So, um, so this is one that, you know, the first CD I ever had from BNL was their greatest hits. Um, the, you know, the one from, from the 2000, early 2000, 2001 or whatever. Uh, and there isn't too much representation of that album, uh, of this album of born on a pirate ship on that album. I think there's maybe two, maybe uh,
1: three, the old apartments, the old apartments on there. I'm pretty sure um, shoebox, shoebox is on
0: there. Um,
1: so nice. yeah, this was one that
0: much. I had to dive into um, after a lot of the other ones because yes. it was never again. You look at uh, lists by r- rankings and the band's own, you know, uh, set lists. There's again, besides the old apartment, consistently there's not a lot of representation from this album. So it took no. me a while to finally get to this one. I
1: was looking at their their tour statistics, mm. tour statistics brought by the engineer, mm-hmm. and I was really surprised to see that. I mean obviously the old apartment blows everything away how right. often they play it. Right. But what would you guess number 2 would be?
0: Uh well I guess, I mean my gut would
1: say probably shoebox. Number 3. Number 2 was straw hat and oh, old really? dirty hag. <laughs> I was like, "What?" I wonder if I I that mean, was... it's close. It was right. like 130 versus 125 or sure, something like sure, that. but
0: I would not have expected that to be one that gets played often. Yeah, I was uh, from really this album. Shocked yeah. Shocked with that. So uh you know Birds Eye View, fly into the sky, look down on this album. Can't see it. It's really small. But <sighs> if you could great. see it, what would your overall opinion uh, about Born on a Pirate Ship be?
1: I don't know. This is a tough one. Yeah. I think a lot of what you said just now about, you know, the, the Coldplay thing. With, right. I like this song because it's Coldplay. Sure, sure. Can be said for me about a lot of the songs in this album. Right, right. This is a weird album for me. I feel like it's – there's a lot of songs on here that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And a lot of – a couple songs that i do not like right right <laughs> which is doesn't happen that often for me sure no and a lot of songs where i'm kind of like if i listen to it in the car and it's really going i'm like yeah i like this but right. if i'm listening to the album I'm like ah next yeah or, yeah, yeah just kind of indifferent i guess there's
0: a lot see for me i have a lot of that same experience besides that last section where there's a lot of highs and lows for me yes some of the songs on here i think is some of their some of my favorite work by them. Yes. And some of them are like my, some of my least favorites and even listening, you know, I looked at the track listing when I re-listened re- to it this morning and thought, yeah, I like that song. And then it came on and I was like, I don't like that song. And then there was one in particular that came up. I was like, Oh, I know I don't like that. And then I was like, that's actually pretty good.
1: So yeah, that so, happens all the time. I feel like right. I change every time I listen to it. Right, I listen to this right. like seven times this week. <laughs> and, and every time I'm like, I've had, I took notes a couple times mm-hmm. And then looked at them today, and I, I had like a spreadsheet open at work, and I would sure. jot something down if I thought of it. Mm-hmm. And then I had something at home, and I was combining them this morning, It uh-huh. had completely polar opposite notes <laughs> on a song. I was like, oh. Well, that's kind of <laughs> fun. Though. That's, that is yeah. kind of
0: nice to have different, have that polar opposite of thoughts on something, but it does make it a little confusing yeah. for in your own head. Um, I do think for me, B&L are generally, and I would say this album excluded an album where or sorry a band where i normally like the filler on their albums like yes. i i i don't like calling songs filler but d- using that term to describe anything that's not a single so you know you sure. get you know stunt comes out there's two or three singles on it the rest are filler and i don't mean that Oof, you know filler yeah. well no 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 and that's my point <laughs> no I, purely, I totally get what
1: you're saying but it still sounds I'm, wrong.
0: right i'm i'm using filler to uh, maybe i should just say non singles sure. uh, i i like their albums a lot Yes. and i do think this is one album where the there were three songs I believe released as singles, and I do think those three are three of my favorites. And the rest, like this, is one where I would cherry pick from this album Absolutely. and then move on to the next one. Yeah. So um,
1: so, so. what do you think the highlights of the album, this album, are?
0: Well, we'll talk about that. I'm not gonna tell you now what my no favorite. birds I've not like oh birds i've not View. songs birds View. Like, I think sure well I, it, I so I found an interview with with the band from '96 when um this album was coming out and. It, I and mean, I'm going to get to your answer and your question in a second. All right. Part of what was difficult was that Andy Cregan had just left the band. Yep. They had kept him kept him around. They had convinced him to stay around for the tour for Maybe You Should Drive. And then he departed after that. So they recorded this album as a four-piece. Now, when they went up to tour it, um, Kevin Hearn, who's been with the band ever since, uh, joined. joined them as right. a, first as a live member and you know, as a full member. Um, but it was just the four of them. Uh, Ed and Steve actually started co writing again. So after yep. Gordon, when they did Born on a Pirate Ship, I'm sorry, um, Maybe You Should Drive, most of their songs they wrote separately. So this was Steve's song, this was Ed's song. This one they came back together, wrote, helped le- finish lyrics, helped write, you know, bridges and stuff like that. Um, but one of the things that was interesting was they also got the producer back from the first album. And I always butcher his last name because it's, it's, it's a hard one. Michael uh Woda. Walla Woda. Uh, wojiwoda is how it's spelled. There's a J in there, but I, I, I'm okay. assuming that J is some sort of weird Canadian thing. Wojawoda. Yeah. Wojawoda. So, um, so they got their producer back. They didn't fuck around with a huge budget, because we talked about that with, with Maybe You Should Drive, where they were given a big budget yep. and felt like pressure to spend a lot of it. Um, they got new management in, so it was a little bit of a refresh for the band. And I do think uh, what I do like about this album is – um, and, and I guess – and I don't remember, I don't think we talked about this much with Maybe You Should Drive, but it was a little bit heavier in terms of music. Like, yep. it wasn't as much humor, I guess, musically or lightness to that. Um, even the songs like Alternative Girlfriend, uh, while yeah. a pop song aren't as light as like Bedside Manor or something on this like um, Stomach Versus Heart, like kind of just bouncy, you know? Yep. So I do like that they had some of that back, a lot of like the, the, the playfulness. I don't think it's as good it's it's as i don't think as well yeah i agree and i i agree um but i do like seeing that injected a little bit uh i think the highlights of the album for me are i think they and i know they do this a lot with gordon i think they wear their heart on their sleeve a lot in this album they tackle some very heavy subjects and i do think overall Mm -hmm. the more serious uh maybe more sentimental songs are my favorites off this
1: one absolutely that's that's what i was going to say yeah that, that's okay, what i was cool, getting cool. at is my i think this album really highlights their songwriting ability for yes more serious yes. and really emotional songs mm-hmm. and that's their strong suit with mm-hmm. which is funny because i was listening to you say that mm-hmm. the whole lead-in about wanting to be more fun and like right, <laughs> right. and i was like well the, in my opinion the really strong part of this album is, is this kind of the, the opposite choir, of that. right yeah But they do have some really good upbeat songs with shoebox and well, and I do think that was stunt.
0: I I think stunt is, and obviously we'll talk about this when we talk about the album stunt. Yes, Um, stunt is a perfect. I think they hit all of those things perfectly. They hit the humor, they hit the serious songs, they hit the subject matter really well. And I think this was, you know, maybe with maybe you should drive, they oversteered in one direction, and then they were trying to swing back so far this time that they to me they oversteered with the humor part of it or the playfulness part. and I do think there is one song on this album the, that I will get to it, obviously that I uh, have never really paid as much respect for as I should, but listening to it today, it might not be like their best song, but it is a perfect culmination of all the things that I like about them. And, and it's the same thing that I like about an artist like Ben folds, where the music, uh, the, the lyrics are very kind of um, maybe you could say playful or very, uh, uh, just just very material, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if that's the right word for it. Um, but the it's done in a way that is still very uh, relatable and sentimental and um, personal, uh, but still in nice, a darker song. Yeah. And I'll I'll describe it better in thirty minutes when we get there. But um, so so yeah, so they got a new producer, or they got their old producer back. They got Michael Woda, and they it was just the four of them: Tyler, Jim, Stevens, and and they call him Eddie from time to time. And um and yeah, so I guess we can if you want to just hop into it. Yeah, let's hop into it. All right, so the first track we're gonna hop into is "Stomach Versus Heart." Stomach vs.
1: Heart.
2: heart. All
0: right. All right. So, what do you think about this one, the, the album opener for album number three?
1: I don't know. <laughs> this is one of those that I'm talking about that I, you know, and. At the risk of beating a joke into the ground mm-hmm. in our third episode, mm-hmm. we've mentioned that bare-naked ladies like to have fun. Yes. They like to be yes. silly, and they like to be weird. Right, right. And this song, it feels like they're trying to be fun and weird, but it's almost too weird for me. Sure. It's like a. this and the next one. it's I cannot decide if I like the song, yeah. don't like the song. It yeah. completely changes when I listen to it.
0: Yeah, man. I, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. I, it's... This one of the ne- this is maybe one of the few on this album that I do feel pretty uh flat about. I don't love it, I don't actively dislike it. Right. Um I, I it's I think you say this a lot. It's not one I'd skip if it came on my mix or something like that, but I don't think I'd ever seek it out. Um yeah. there's also something and this is where my lack of no- of musical knowledge comes into play. There's something about the recording of this album I feel like and this I might be completely off base that it just seems like, everything was recorded in a room where the walls were slightly too big. Like, the recording of the whole album has, the like, a little echo Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. acoustic. No, there was just a little, like, echo or little reverb to, like, the whole album. Like, it feels like they're in a, yeah, just a slightly emptier room. And something, and I I don't love it, but, um, and there are some tracks where it's kind of absent, but this is one of them where it just doesn't do anything for me. And, yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it, this is one of the ones where I find that if I'm in the car, it mm-hmm. really helps.
0: Yeah, there's something sure. about
1: I don't know. I'm sure everyone has a place where they love to listen to music, mm-hmm. but there's something about, and I think probably for a lot of people, it's the car. Sure, something about being and undisturbed, surrounded, your place. lots yeah. of speakers, and you can just turn it up really loud yeah. or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But driving alone, cranking the music, yeah, it makes a song way more fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's not one that, yeah, I would agree, it's never something I actively dislike, mm-hmm. but I can't make my mind up if it's something that I'm like, ah, oh, this is, yeah, this is one of the good ones. Right, or,
0: right, yeah. Or is there, or, uh, and, and, I, and, there, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, because again, talking about filler, it's one that you listen to. Sure. Um, it does, compared to the rest of the album, I do think it makes sense as an opener. You know, like, yeah. it, it it functions, it, it fills that role pretty well, but... Um, I can't think of anything else I'd replace it with or, you know, retrack on the album. So yeah, it's no. fine. Again, uh, I, I would agree with you I, I, from a bird's eye view, like you said, looking at that little jewel case from the, from the ground up. Yes. It's, it, there's a lot of highs and lows uh, on this album. And there's, and because of that, it's probably, and again, this is like saying, you know, what's your least favorite Chinese restaurant? Because I love all Chinese restaurants, right? right. Um, what's this is maybe my least favorite album as a whole. Um, yeah. I, I think that's – I'm pretty confident saying that with one exception that I haven't fully decided yet. Um, I
1: would probably – yeah, I don't know if I can – I haven't thought about it enough to put it at the bottom, but I, I think it's down there.
0: I think it's it's definitely my least favorite Steve Page album. Okay. Yeah, that that I'm very confident in. There's one post-Steve album that yeah. uh, it might be down there with, but but we'll see. We'll see. yeah
1: it's really hard to tell because in an album that has so many highs and lows mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to judge the medium songs
0: well exactly because you don't you just don't think about them so they yeah. come on and you're like oh, all right and again the the 14 tracks on this album like that's still pretty long for an album it, it, it's not yeah, they do a lot of long
1: albums. They do, which is great. They
0: do, yeah. You get more of what you it. like, yeah. yeah. Um, more and
1: bang for your buck. If you will. It
0: seems like that. It does. I think the new National album had like 19 songs or 18 songs, and I was it like, I lot. am getting my money's worth out of this. Oh yeah. But you yeah. felt it. Like I love that. It might be one of their best. But you Even feel less
1: than 129 songs on iTunes. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. You get your money's worth.
1: <laughs> All right. Should we Should we move on to track two? Yeah. Let's go to track two. Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank. <laughs>
2: And Mother Earth. I'm two three women who dictate what I'm worth. Well, I'm the i in the field.
0: Who the fuck is old Dirty Hank? Like I, I <laughs> that's what I love about it, is old Dirty Hank. And I don't think I, I had forgotten genuinely that, that the word dirty was in there Like in my head We're going to track two Straw Hat and Old Hank And then you said Old Dirty Hank And I just kind of stopped laughing Because it's, so, it's It's so strange for an It's one of those I know
1: what it is But every time I look at it yeah. It's almost hard to read out loud Right
0: Right And it's uh, So again um, So this one I, I like a little bit less I think it, it's weird Because musically I dig it It's a little bit kind of Stylized, and I like the strings in it. Yeah. Um. But lyrically, and again, maybe this is because I haven't given it the respect. So I was reading a review, um, earlier today about this album, and it 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 um hit on something that I really hate with like music journalism, and not even music journalism, but like assholes who write about music. And (laughs) so there's a song later, and I'll tell you the song when we get to it. Um. Well, it's it's obvious. Because we could be considered music journalism. Well, uh, (laughs) here. so they were writing about spider in my room which again yeah even from we'll the get to on your face right and the guy was like the, the writer said something like some people often write them let me find it because it, it really annoyed me what he was saying because he goes let me find it um he says oh uh, here okay okay he goes uh a definite high part of this album jim cregan was allowed to show some creativity what? on the track Spider in my room While a lot of people Consider this to be The weakest track It's actually One of my favorites As it exhibits Fine musicianship And humor what you, Tribal blah, blah 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 And he goes Again So this is the part That annoys me Again I'd give this track A few listens Before writing it off As stupid Like many people Are prone to doing And and what I I'd, what, I'd, what I what I, I gave I hate it a few listens that, Buddy <laughs> Right right What I hate about that Is like this idea uh, And again I try to not be The kind of person Who judges a fan Of a band Off of the songs That they like So meaning like Oh, I love Coldplay. Oh, what's your favorite Coldplay song? Viva La Vida. Or Clocks. It's like, oh, you're not a real fan. Right? So, like, I don't like that mentality because I, I, people can like whatever they like. But the flip of that is when people are like, you know, you have Let to... Let me pick the
1: most obscure thing right, from a band right. so I can see, like, a true fan. That's what... Yeah,
0: you're not a true fan unless you know the B-sides. You're not a true fan unless you know the deep guts. I hate that mentality because it's such... It's just such elitism. And ultimately, it doesn't... Like, who cares what that other person likes about not
1: yeah. So... This seems like an even step even further than that. Let me pick the least liked song right. so that I could be like the only one who's it's my favorite.
0: Well and it's the thing too of like you know, people who write it off as stupid are not good. They just don't like they haven't given it enough. They time. just don't get it. Right. That's I hate like it's not even judging people on what they do and don't like at that point, it's telling them that they don't get, like they're worse off because they you don't understand
1: get my perspective on why you're wrong. And right. This is the best. Song. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so, so anyway, so relating that all the way back to straw hat and older to hang, maybe I haven't given it the res- the respect that it deserves, but like lyrically, the song just doesn't do much for me. Uh, there, it seems like a little bit, and there's a couple more like this. It's like hard to forced... relate to.
1: There's a couple good lines in there, but mm-hmm. I, I read on line that this song, do you know who Anne Murray is? No. I don't either. Okay. So so we're in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, but she's some Shep, sort of song, songwriter, singer, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in a band. I don't know. But it says... <laughs> Something to do with music. Something to right. do with music. Right. But it says, according to the band, this song is about a farmer who falls for Ann Murray, mm-hmm. mistakenly taking her lyrics and addresses to her fans as personal messages to him. Okay. And when he finally tracks her down and confronts her uh with his like stalker like obsession things turn ugly and it drives him to hurt her interesting
0: which is okay. like i, I was like whoa this, this song, song has
1: way more levels than yeah. i
0: thought I, I did read something about it being about stalking so i i guess yeah. that, uh, may, maybe i had the summary you had the full novel about <laughs> tracking yeah. someone down. yeah i
1: mean i guess i guess that's at the end like a, it wasn't meant to harm her that's just the way it oh has to sure it's kind yeah of, but it's it, a little bit of misery It doesn't really Steve come King in of, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so again, not one that I care for too much. No. I I would I would again, I hesitate to say I don't like the song. Um yep. but it is definitely one that I would not listen to unless I was forced to listen to it for a podcast.
1: I'm with you. All
0: right. That's interesting cuz normally you're not with me on that sort of that that hard of a line. No. You know. Well, then I think we could just move to the next song then. Yeah.
1: I know what the next one is. I
0: <laughs> Goddamn, I'm funny.
1: Also know what the next one is. And here Here's, we go. I know. <laughs>
0: I can never get this fucking thing right. Here we go. <laughs> What's that? Uh, okay. It's like the, it's the we're newscast. We're live? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so pale. It's like with the uh, with newscasters, just that awkward, that half second pause. We're yeah. live to Nick. Yes, sir, we're out here right now. And
2: because <laughs> I kicked you high.
0: All right, so I know this one, you know, we talked about the humor sounding forced uh, or feeling forced on on certain songs in this album. I feel like th- this is weird where I feel like this is a huge, like, this is going to be our satire song. We're going to talk yeah. real silly on this. And I actually really do like this song. I do too. Um, but it is the one, like.
1: It definitely has those, like. Moments. shock value moments
0: yeah it's the one where it, it's the kind of song where like this would be the pinnacle of why my wife does not like they you know what i mean like <laughs> if i play this song for jeanette she'd be like this is why they're bad and i'd be like no 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 there's yeah. so much you know you um, just don't get it <laughs> yeah you understand all the like, all the, the levels of this is lyrics. really
1: one of the best songs
0: right and so i was listening to it and or reading about it and Again, they, they talked about like the satire of the song about race and and uh, just this, you know societal satire that Ed was writing yeah. about, and I was like, sure, who
1: gets at my daughter's pants? Right, <laughs> is is whose decision? decision? Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, and it's but what, uh, the cyber masturbation I think is one of the things it talks about. Yep. You know, um, it is one of those songs where I go, yeah, like I get that they're trying to make a point, but like, what's the point that he's trying? Like, I don't get the actual point of it. Uh, and yeah, I don't like, either. All right, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. I like the and song all. a lot, though. I do too. I, I, well, yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's what this but I is don't one of derive those, any meaning from it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. I like it a lot. There is no depth to it, um, but I do think uh, the next two songs are like the complete polar opposite of that, where there's a lot of depth to them. Yes. Um, but but no, I like I like this song. Um, and yeah. it's, it's good.
1: I like the. Speaking of not knowing what the point mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. that point in the song where they have the like cut in from the uh, so sayeth to, the lord you just yeah. have
0: to use it it, the lord yeah
1: that is actually a cut from a televangelist right that, that's speaking. yeah uh, which I've never heard of the guy but again but what's that, the point that they're
0: trying to what, what, yeah what right. is that it's, society's weird right I like is it the point? I think it but, works yeah. in the song but yeah for sure alright so let's let's move on to the next one this is where it ends this is where it ends here we go oh
2: and the drinks i I don't hide every time I'm seen, but I try not to get caught and make excuses for behavior. Can
1: my illness be my sin? That's a good one. It is. That, that, is one, that is
0: one that is one of those. Um, so I, I I don't think I've yet talked about what my favorite BNL track is, but this one uh, is similar in a vein to me where it is melancholic and, and slightly depressing. But something about it is also very comforting. And, yeah, and it's a real you know like I'm a huge Bright Eyes fan, and Connor Oberst and his and the Bright Eyes music is more just depressing than anything. Like a lot of the stuff is you know it's not like it's just like <laughs> I am sad and I want to be in that spot. Yeah. But like th- th- these song, the ones that I'm thinking of, this one being one of them, it's it's sad and like I said, I think melancholy is one of the best adjectives for me for this. But but it does feel like somebody is sitting next, like putting their arm around you, going like I feel you, man. And there's yeah. a level of, like, comfort and, like, um, just okay being in that place. Uh, and I think this is, for whatever reason, mu- uh, uh, I don't even know if I'd say musically, maybe more vocally from Steve, where it just feels like some – it is, it is a, one of those songs that I think I always feel like someone else gets where we've been. Like, someone has yeah. – you know what I mean? Like, you go, they're describing how I have felt at some point. And I think that – um. Call the police, call the press. P- please, dear God, don't tell my friends. Like, that's just a good... I've always really liked that that part of that chorus
1: a yeah. lot. I think this is definitely one of those songs that always puts you in that frame of mind and emotional mm-hmm. place. Steve kills it with the vocals on a yeah. lot of these songs. Yes. This is a really good album for just showcasing mm-hmm. what his voice can do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. And
0: I, and I think, you know, even in the clip that, that we listened to, they have that really great slide on the electric guitar, the blah,
2: blah, blah. Yeah.
0: And I think that guitar-wise, they do a lot on this album um, of, of mixing certain elements together like that, yeah. where it, you know there's there's a few... The next song, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to it, has a lot of plucking on it. Guitar kind of mm-hmm. playing the chords, but just plucking, whereas this is like sliding and playing, you know, just playing the chords straight with, with a pick or on an electric. And so I think you go to the old apartment, you've got a rock song. You go here, you've got the acoustic as the base of the song, yeah. uh, not the bass guitar, but, you know, like the, the bass layer, and then you've got that sl- that guitar sliding the electric, and then you've got songs like um, When I Fall, which do have, you know, mainly just an acoustic guitar throughout. So they do a lot musically on it. Um, without it without it seeming, with, with a few exceptions, musically wacky, yeah. they, they do a lot uh, within their genre, I think. Yeah, and
1: they have a lot of little, I don't know how to, Necessarily describing the correct terminology, mm-hmm. but little like riffs, like, uh, yeah, uh,
0: I think that the correct terminology is ditties. Ditties, there's a lot of little ditties, a lot of throughout. little ditties, yeah, that, that is the musical term. Like,
1: uh, never is enough is a good example that comes to mind where they have just like a little slide or something in, the, yeah. in between, yeah, solid, yeah, it's just I know over you, the top of everything, about. right, right, and it just seems to it fits so well in all of their stuff.
0: And And along those same lines, you know, with Andy being gone from the band uh there there is a certain uh jazziness to their first albums even Mm -hmm. occasional you know obviously hello city being one but there's that element of jazziness is gone from this album hello city and i and i don't miss it i think they still kind of play in the genre enough where it doesn't seem stale but it is actually you know it, it was only apparent to me once i read that line right like you know, with Andy being gone, a lot of the jazz on the album. I was like, "Oh, you're right. Like, there isn't a lot, a lot of yeah. jazzy sort of segments or, or feels." Um, straw Hat kind of has that with the strings, not even jazzy, but like um, operatic, maybe. I don't. Yeah. Know.
1: I wonder um, if that was a straw hat that broke the old dirty Hank. It might be. <laughs> it might be. It might be. So so when I fall, good, very good song.
0: Very good. Song. Very good song. All right. Let's. I'm sorry. This is where it ends. Well, <clears throat> so is when I fall. But let's listen to that now.
1: I'm just erasing, crystal clear canvas, is my masterpiece,
0: I wish I could fly, from this building, from this wall, yeah, this is, this is one that is more depressing than melancholic, you know, like, it's not, like, some, uh, yes, when this is where it ends, feels like, like, um Charlie Brown walking with his head down, you know, just like that, that. Wah, wah. Right, and when I fall, is like I am depressed, not getting out of bed. Yeah, um, and it's a very interesting uh, uh, sort of metaphor. The whole song of the window washer, kind of. I don't know if it's maybe hating their job or hating where they've gotten in life, but right. thinking about all these
1: things. They have a lot of great lyrics in this song, and that the window washer directly is something that I had never read before sure. until yeah uh, yesterday or this morning. Okay, and listening to this songs back after mm-hmm. that, it was like. It, I've always loved the line where he talks about painting is creating, and yeah. I'm just erasing. Right. And uh, what is it? Crystal clear canvas is my masterpiece. Right. Right. And I've always loved that, and I've always thought about it more metaphorically. Sure. And now realizing that it's actually about a window yeah. washer. Yeah. It's still a fantastic line. And, but it, it just, just has it has makes another me layer. think about Again, it differently. It's, there's another layer yeah. to it there.
0: Yeah. There's something about this is what a great example of. And I think Shoebox is one on this album, too, which I which is actually written a, quite a long time before this album came out. But, you know, Shoebox is about having an affair with an older woman. Uh, and that's kind of like the – yeah, think about that now. Uh, but, you know, this is the same thing. Yikes. It's like from the point of view of a depressed window washer, basically. And then what they do with that – one it's like an improv thing almost. Yeah. I know it's obviously it's all planned, but it's like yes, here's and. your idea. Yeah, <laughs> you're a window washer and you're depressed, right? And they take like this idea or you're – a, you know, kid, that's eighteen, nineteen, having an affair with a married woman, and then it's like they build a whole image and a whole song around this idea, yeah. no matter where the idea came from. But the thoughts, the ideas, the imagery related to it, like you said, you still get so much meaning out of those lines before even realizing it's about a window washer, and 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 that's just one of the testaments I think to um, another band that I love, uh, which you know, the Mountain Goats, John Darniel and the Mountain Goats does that where he's like i'm gonna write about a a heretic who is being dragged through the streets to be burned at the stake and then like all the imagery and lyrics around that you're like man i f- like i feel that i've also physically never been dragged through the streets yeah but the imagery and the feelings and the the, uh, the not the is
1: done just, so well that it still makes you it doesn't matter what
0: the bass yeah. is yeah exactly and, and i <clears throat> completely agree this is one of those songs 100% where you're just like Everything about it is so relatable when you've been in those places. Yeah, that you you are that window washer, you know. And and I and yeah, I've got a lot of respect for that. So I I really really love this song. I love
1: this song as well. I loved in my in my research for this song, mm-hmm. one of the lines that I, like summaries of what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, BNL song about a window washer experience, mm-hmm. uh, experiencing existential crisis. Blah blah blah. Right. Blah. Right. With a bonus basic physics lesson, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just for the one line of right. <laughs> gravity. I'm sitting there going, I'm going to write a really sad song,
0: but I still want people to learn something from yes. it. So let's add this layer to it. It's yeah, going to be yeah. educational. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I love When I Fall. I, and it, it makes me segueing into the next song. And it's one of those songs. Um, we've talked about this uh, with Guster before. <clears> There's... Um, uh, come Downstairs and Say Hello, one of their bigger Great. songs, one of the best songs by them for me. And you yep. know most important, that song actually did a lot for me when I was going through something once. But the song that it goes into after that, I think it's Red Oyster Cult. Is it, it's a really loud, heavy song. And there's this thing that I feel, and I'm sure you felt it too, where if you're listening to an album, there's a song that you love. You grow to hate the song following it. Because it kind of sure. it's what jars you out of that place. Yeah, and
1: um, sometimes it's just a bad song.
0: Sometimes it's just a bad song. Yes, and we'll talk compounded about that later. <laughs> by it pulling you out of it. Um, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but but this is where it ends. And when I fall are two of my favorite tracks on the album. Yes, and I, I hate that that next it goes into I live with it every day because I just I know that I'm yeah, sure there's a I again that. I I hate ever saying that I, I don't like a song because a. You know, we talking about the REM pod that, that they've done that uh, Scott and Scott and Scott have done. Scott and Scott. I, I would be very worried that they have like listened to the, not that they ever would, right? It's not like Peter Buck listened to all of the are talking REM to me episodes. Yeah. Because then you're like because they've criticized the band. And that's part of what a review podcast is. You criticize the band. Sure. But I, and I live with it every day. Now that's just, we're we're talking about that one now. We're yeah. talking about I live with it every day. But right. before we get into yeah, it, one,
1: th- one thing that Scott has says that I really liked mm-hmm. was that in because they've interviewed Bono for their YouTube podcast yeah, and Bonobos. most of the inter- – uh, Peter Buck now, I believe, yeah, and yeah. a bunch of people. Yeah. And they've said that – he said that same thing of like, I, at some vein, I'm like worried about have they listened to this and know right. that I've heavily criticized a right. lot of their stuff. Yeah. But in another vein, they're probably just happy that someone cares so much. That's true. To dedicate so much of their time. That's and true, yeah. To do a whole podcast on everything. Yeah,
0: exactly. They're yeah. just happy someone well, and is obviously, still interested you know, in talking about it. Obviously – every artist knows, has, has, I don't say regrets, but like weak points, right? Like I'm sure that they look back on an album and go, yeah, that wasn't our best effort. But like, and we're here to tell you what they are. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But like, even as somebody who like has six songs recorded that are, that will probably, that are probably are released by the time this fucking podcast comes out. Like, yeah, sure. I, I know that there are stronger points than others on there, but they all still mean something to me. Yeah. And so, you know, when I think about, I live with it every day, I don't, there's not a lot for me there. There's not meat to it. It just kind of happens and I will skip it whenever it comes on my my <laughs> random. But if somebody were to say that about my song, I would feel a little hurt by that because again yeah. you know preference is preference and, and, and also knowing, I think for that specifically, knowing that even if something another song means more to me than the one that they're talking about, part of me is still in that song. Yeah. you know part of Steve and Ed and, and the whole band are in I live with it every day. And to to say that to dismiss it always feels a little weird to me, but also that's part of reviewing music, you know. So I don't like that song. (laughs) So play play. (laughs) play Let's let's get the
2: the core halfway through it. it. Yeah.
1: maybe that wasn't the best segment from the song to showcase but why you don't like it but
0: that's maybe the best segment of the song yes. so you did a lot of service cuz <laughs> Steve's vocals there are great yeah um yeah man it's just something about it it's it, pretty
1: dark and weird yes
0: yeah and 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 i think it's one of those things where you know with some songs on this album and a lot of their songs later and before they talk about dark things in a, in a in an energetic way like yes. even on Steve's um, first solo album the song overjoy is a very upbeat song about being depressed. And yeah. the, and I think talking about just missing the mark. They've done that since and before really well. Dark subject matter, light different, you know, different feel song. It doesn't hit with me here. Yeah. I think the bouncing in the beginning the point 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 point. You know, like the, when, the, when you literally play the track, it just doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite parts about this song are the musical senses not necessarily the lyrical senses sure i love the when it slows down there and they really harmonize well together yeah and then that transition back to going up to bouncy again i really like but i agree just as a whole it's i don't know it's another one of those it just kind of hit or miss yeah
0: and it's a miss for me it's a miss. yeah (laughs) um but again i I, and, and so knowing that especially when they are talking about darker heavier subject matter knowing that there is some level of importance or a, a certain aspect of them that they put into this, right? And again, every song is written for a reason. And it was, especially with BNL, maybe uh, maybe a little bit different later and in the career. And this song was
1: written to be filler. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, well, that's the thing, though, is I do feel like some of, you know, we talk, when, and we'll talk about this when we do our Justin Bieber podcast, yeah, yes. the next Canadian artist. Commission um, some theater box. near you. <laughs> Right, yes. Yeah, so that's going to be purely visual. There will be yes. no iTunes versions of that, by the way. No, only, in, only theatrical release for our Bieber pod. Um, so please show up. Yeah, we need. We're gonna to need to fund it. Like, it's gonna cost a lot for us. So if you could help us make even a portion of that back, um, some songs I would. Argue, I would imagine you can never tell for sure. Some songs are manufactured, right? Like we're gonna write a pop song. It's gonna be the G A minor C D progression. It's gonna be three and a half minutes, and it's gonna be a hit. And I don't oh, think B N L ever go that far in that side. You know that no. side of things. Um, but I I definitely would say they are not a band who writes a song just. For the hell of it Like There's something They are writing a song About, about something Every time they write a song yep. Especially earlier In their career So I do feel bad Listening to a song Especially with
1: heavier Subject matter And yeah, just being it like just, It just uh, misses the mark nope. It just yeah. misses Yeah No so. I do feel bad as well And I, I don't think I dislike it as much As you do It's it's not yeah. an active Dislike for me It is for me it's, I, Yeah I, get, I think when you're Listening to the album I totally get what You're saying With mm-hmm. the two Just killer songs mm-hmm. And then the transition Into this one is rough mm-hmm. Yeah um but that's sort of an overarching theme with the whole album Yeah, for me yeah for so sure. i don't necessarily dislike this song but
0: and another thing too you know uh, we we talked about this before and i don't this is not a plus or minus but it is a, another bare naked ladies album like all of them with maybe one exception, exception to me it is a collection of songs that they wrote yes. in these years right there's no thematic um and again i don't mean it's not a con. it's not a concept album i'm not saying every album's a concept album. no but you know
1: but we've mentioned that and i think but at least so far all the albums sure. have had a nice flow to them whereas this sure. one they sure. don't necessarily have an o- overarching theme that mm-hmm. relate all the songs together but or they feel flow. like a nice collection of songs that flow from one to the other there's good transitions. you're saying this one is not that this one is not yes that i agree
0: me. i agree i agree
1: so it's not necessarily different without a theme but mm-hmm. it just there's a lot of abrupt changes between the heavy felt songs and then right I completely weird weird. still kind of dark sometimes still but yeah so the next one probably
0: the not probably definitely the most well-known song off this album The the old apartment Okay. Man, and again, this is one classic. of those songs where it's like, it is a classic. It is one of their most well known songs. And one thing we actually didn't talk about when we were talking about the, the kind of bird's eye view, this was the album that really broke them into the U.S. I think it, yeah. I read something like it hit number 12 in the charts in the U.S. And, uh, no.
1: Oh, it didn't? No. It, Listen, it didn't hit it 12 in Canada, but like 111. Oh, you know what's if funny? This, then, it was. After they became really popular, probably after one week, then it yeah. eventually came did better. And that is funny because there, there or was whatever.
0: There was an issue in the article that I was that interview I was telling you about yep. because it said like they reached twelfth uh, in Canada but uh, only eleventh in the U.S. And I was oh, like, wait, they reached no. higher in the U.S. than Canada?
1: <laughs> only a hundred eleventh. Okay, that's what it is. Um, oh, someone's gonna be fired. <laughs>
0: I hope it's not me. Call cause the presses. <laughs> So, uh, this is a
1: great song. I don't know if I could relate to it. It's, it's got the funny lyrics. Mm -hmm. It's got that. But
0: yeah. So this that's weird because for me it's one that I, uh, I, again, relating to it in a way of you know have my have my spouse and I or my significant other and I broken into an old place. No, to see what it's like. But I do think the idea of. Um, I might have mentioned this before. I'm a, I'm a very nostalgic person, for yes. better or for worse. I do think back on past relationships, past moments, um, past jobs, past everything, right? Yep. And so um, I, I think what this song is is a, is a revisit, right? Like you are going back and looking at something from your past. And the thing that I love that makes it um, so powerful to me is the ending when he's like, we're doing better. Yeah. Like we are better than where I was or where we were because you know one of the big the, this only makes a difference to what I'm talking about right now is like um there's a lot of the, the idea for a while was that this was a guy breaking into his ex's old apartment but Steve yeah. has talked about that no he's with the person he lived in he his mentions it in with. the
1: song where we moved yes exactly and well, and the, we're happier right, now right we're happy now
0: yeah uh and, and so that's one of the things that that I love about it is that it's this it's this nostalgic look back on you know specifically an apartment yeah um which i've done the same thing we've driven by the old apartment that we live yeah we bought a house in the danforth um i've i always try to look back at my old apartment in los angeles like online and see like what it looks like now through like google earth and stuff sure if i end up going back next year i'll definitely like stop by to like look at it um but the ending makes it so powerful because the problem with nostalgia is that it can be um it can be uh uh deafening not deafening but it can be a, a Looking very to rose petal
1: glasses or whatever Well,
0: well. also, I can be Maybe restricting is the word I'm yeah. thinking of Because it can stop you from fulfilling your, your current potential now oh, It can okay. stop you sure. from taking the next move yeah. Because you're stuck on the past Yeah. And this song breaks that aspect by being like Yeah, man, it's cool to look back and see this shit And, like, visit it But, like, I'm going back to my fucking house You know what I mean? Like, for me now, if I go back to my apartment in LA It's like, this is cool It's cool to be here It's cool to see this street, this block And remember, like all this but it's like i can go back to my home that i own with my wife and three dogs i like that more than this like life has gotten better absolutely and no i
1: i get the nostalgic part and looking Mm -hmm. back and that's not necessarily something that i can't relate to sure it's almost like he's being nostalgic he recognizes that he's in a better place now happy yes still with his girlfriend so not an ex right almost feels like he's looking back on an ex because it Everything he talks about seems to be bad. Broken bones. And but like, I think that's you it's know, like what
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe I. I and I, I love agree. this song, so I'm not sure, trying no, to. No, like, no, I but, know. I, and I completely agree with what you're saying, but like part of me is like,
1: I, it's yes, like he's being and that's nostalgic sort of the, about only the bad parts of. Well, and I think there's something <laughs> so it to, you feels know like, like he should we be visited my
0: sister and her husband out in uh, New, uh, Manhattan a couple of weeks ago, and they they have a great apartment right downtown. Yeah. Um, I mean, for people, you know, for two 23, 24 twenty-three, twenty-four-year-olds, it's a Not great apartment right downtown. It's a great, uh, it's small, but it's New York, right? Yeah. But it's a beautiful place. Uh, they have the they Bay have a beautiful Gap. little home, and it reminded me of like, um, of living in my apartment in Van Nuys, right, the fucking porn capital of the world, out in Los Angeles, right. and and um, all the shitty things that come with living. Like my sister was talking about, you know, having to go. Even even on their floor, the laundry is on their floor. Yeah. But you got to go to the laundry th- room and yep. put the coins in and all this kind of stuff. And it's like something about having those the negative parts of it is what you look back on nostalgically to a weird degree, where it's like, man, I you know I had that that shitty air yeah. mattress for a little bit, and <laughs> that's like the, fair. The person crashed into the gate that that drunk asshole one night. But like I don't know, man. There's something about that, you know. There's something about that life because it it oftentimes feels like a different life to what you're living now, especially if you have to a degree domesticated yourself. Yeah. So I think um I I agree I, I don't fair. think what you're saying is wrong. I completely agree with it. For me that just builds on it for for whatever yeah. reason. But maybe if you've had such I a cush that. fucking life like you've had, it's am hey. oh, no, kidding. When you've got nothing you're the one with to... the fucking house and <laughs> <laughs> wife. And <laughs> but 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 yeah, but I, I agree. I, I this is one of my favorite this is i Gosh, mean i can't not. say it right now you're not i know i'm, I'm just i was being a dick um thank but you I, for admitting <laughs> that
1: <on there. laughs> I, I, I did not take it personally but
0: <laughs> we were at small group last night and we were talking about it came we were just kind of you know sidelining and we were talking about how um when you get to together with your family again how we, interestingly you revert back to these old roles yeah and i'm the oldest of four uh, and three of my two of my siblings also don't live at home anymore. My youngest sister, who's seventeen, still does. But we were talking about like you know when we're all together. You know, I was saying Jeanette and I when we became adults together. Like I built my adult life with her, and my siblings are you know my family is incredibly close. But to a to a physical degree, they kind of become peripheries per part of the peripherals of your life because. Jeanette is the one that I see every day. I see my brother once a week, once or twice a month, you know, depending on what's going on. Sure. Uh, and, and again, not in a negative way, but what we were talking about is when we all, when the six of us are all in the same house again, even if I'm an adult with like a full-time job, a career, not a job, a career and responsibilities on a mortgage, Jeanette's, she goes, and, and you know, Jeanette's a little bit quieter normally. So we're at small group. she goes, oh my gosh, you guys just become dicks to each other. <laughs> like, and, I, and, and again, at smaller she's like, you just like, your family has a very specific sense of humor and that sense of humor is just being dicks to each other. Yep. And, but it's funny cause you do revert back to these old roles when you are, um, because that's what you know with those people. Yeah. And it's the same thing with my sister. You know, again, we all become siblings when we're together again. And then, on the drive back, on the flight back to New York, you're you're going back to your adult life. And then it's it it can really be a one eighty, like a totally different personality trait, which is which is very funny to me. Yeah. To experience. I, I
1: think we have that as a sense in a sense too. Yeah. And every time I go home it's just like instantly very sarcastic and joking all the time. And my right. mom's like uh, enough of the freaking sarcasm <laughs> and driving home like, you know, I'm not that sarcastic. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. At work yeah. or anything. Well, and it's We're also, it's also
0: interesting too, like there's a difference between, you know, my so my company has a lot of offices throughout yeah. the state and so we have one near my parents' house so whenever I'm visiting that office, I'll stop by my parents' house and there's even a difference between like me stopping by my parents' place versus all six of us being in the same house together. Um, but it is so strange how you can revert back to such a different, person or personality just because of the place and the people you're with right um but but yeah i i, I don't Maybe know we i should
1: go break into the old apartment
0: we should i, I yeah. i'm down for that let's figure it. that's fine let's do it crank the tv <laughs> look at the parking lot all right yeah so <clears throat>
1: should we move on to the next one call me calmly <laughs> I think the best part about the song is Steve's voice.
0: Yeah, it's fun vocals. He goes up and down a lot in his little range. Very
1: bouncy. Yeah,
0: but again, I just it doesn't. This is maybe the only other song that is um, that is level for me. This and "Stomach Versus Heart" are the two where I'm just like,
1: huh, okay,
0: you know, like it, it just yeah. it's like whatever.
1: I um, like this song. It's not as it's just not quite as high as some of the other ones for me. Sure, but I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. I, I don't have any. I, I put it
1: above the it. like straw right. hat and old dirty hank and yes yeah stomach for, sure, for heart. sure um
0: yeah I, and that's the thing because i don't really have much to say about it it's fine i don't yeah. care you know it's whatever um especially when it is sandwiched between two of the best songs on the album it's kind yes. of like it, it is that thing of like that song was great and i want to skip to the one that i really like now so you just skip that middle piece so call me calmly is, is good it it's is good it's fine for me it, it does not elicit any negative feelings or extremely positive ones so that's fair let's let's go on to let's um, go
1: on to the next one
2: so i
0: to
2: you
0: up, but I didn't to break this one i i just felt this for the first time it kind of reminds me a, a little bit of um of uh uh everybody hurts because it just has that guitar that okay yeah do like it's kind of like a, a quiet plucking or string by string yeah electric but man this is one of those this is one of those songs Right. I mean,
1: this is just a
0: fucking fantastic song. It is. And, and this is one of the few songs and I try not to do this with this band. Um, where to me, this is like S- Steve's song. Like this is one of Steve, yeah. Stephen pages songs. It is. Um, it is one of the ones that he does sing solo now, you know, when he does his solo tours. Yep. Yeah. Um, and this is very much, and I try to think about like this you know, is yeah. This like, would
1: feel weird for BNL to play this. one Yes,
0: exactly. You know, Brian Wilson is the opposite, where like Steven sings that song on the album, BNL still play that live without yeah. singing, and it works. Or really, alcohol. Really well. Now Ty does it, and it yeah, yeah, and it's it still doesn't fun. feel weird at all. No, but this one, if I ever heard anybody besides Stephen Page sing "Break Your Heart," it would be really weird and yeah. probably not good.
1: I love Ed. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: I, Nothing against him.
1: I don't want him to try it. Right. Yeah, and I don't, I don't he, want to hear. Him, I don't think it.
0: they have plans to. So, yes. that's gonna, yeah, no, I I love this song. It's very, it's just very powerful. And and it's when you when you get to that part where he does break his voice a little bit, and and you hear that, like, <sighs> it, it is so loaded. His voice is so loaded with with emotion and meaning. And uh, it's, it's so
1: color. freaking good. It really that is. That Specific yeah. part is just one of my favorite BNL moments ever. To to quote another
0: podcast, Crime Junkies, full body chills. Every full time I body chills. Full like body that. chills. Like and and again, they're talking about serial killers on that podcast, so it is a bit of a different yeah. um, uh, uh, connotation. But huh. it is when when you hear that, I I'm he like, did oh.
1: break someone's heart. He did,
0: and sometimes that is what leads people to kill thirteen yes. to fourteen people. Um, no, no, I've tried
1: to explain that to some people before. I've I've showed a couple people this song mm-hmm. before, and specifically the part where his voice mm-hmm. breaks, and I'm like, just like feel that emotion. Right. How good he is at singing. And right. Just like but his voice broke. That means he's a bad singer. And I sure. was just like, ah, no, no this, right, but think that's about not the point. Think about the pressure you're <laughs> putting on someone. are <laughs> like, listen to this
0: goddamn song and feel something about it. No. Like, don't. You it's not like I zoomed to that point. Right. Or just like, just the Shoved ah. headphones
1: on him. It's I was that person in high going school. Going back though. and forth between like, music and yeah. sharing. And, it's
0: like Natalie Portman in um, Guard State. You ever see that? Where she like, That's makes one of spacecraft. the best memes. But, no it always. really is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but like, but, but yeah, and, and I know exactly what you mean. It, yeah. I do, I, I do, I do find myself doing that, but what I try to do now, my, my trick to it, and I don't think Jeanette's ever going to listen to this podcast, so I'm not too worried about her finding out my trick is okay. I'll play an album on. or songs in the car and there will be one in there that I want, you know, cause it'll be that thing of, I want her to hear this song Yeah. because I love it and maybe she will nine times out of 10, she doesn't, but maybe she will. And so I'll play like the album or like a playlist and then and it'll just kind of come on, it'll slip yep. it in there. And, and everyone's also sure oh, that's pretty good. And I'm like, damn straight, it's pretty yes. good. Like, it's working, <laughs> right. Um, and, 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 and yeah, so break your break your heart. That's is always rough when it
1: doesn't work, though. You're like, all right, here it is, here it is, and you're the only one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the
0: yeah. Or like that's when the conversation picks yeah. up. And so you're like, no. No. shut up for a second, I'm going to play <laughs> this song here. Yeah. Um, I found myself yeah. doing that with my own songs. Like I'll make a playlist for like a party, yeah, and I'll put two of my songs. Like literally, in a playlist of like sixty or seventy songs. Yeah. It's not like it's ten. You just slip um, it in there. Yeah, and then I'll and it'll come on, and I'm and I kind of like look around the room, like people listen to this. No one's fucking paying attention to this. Song. No one's because you want them to go. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, who's that? And they're like, guess what? Right. So um, <laughs> you're never gonna get right. Right.
0: So. Excuse me. So so yeah, I, I this is this is a very powerful song. Yeah. I, without a doubt. This is mind.
1: one that puts you in that emotional place immediately and it's also it's almost weird thinking about how the person singing this song, mm-hmm. or like from the person's point of view, is kind of the asshole. Yeah. For but sure. you still wanna to relate to him and feel on his side in well, the song. Well
0: and I think it's 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 an it's a Part of a breakup that is not often explored, or right. or maybe not in the music that we've listened to. But you're right. I don't even know. Like he could have been an asshole, but ultimately he is just the one like yeah. making the decision.
1: No, maybe asshole is not a. Well, he also right could have word, been. He could have dumped her
0: over text. Like it's not a, after three yeah. years. Like we're done. Like maybe he was yeah. being an asshole. I but. mean, he's
1: like staying in the relationship even though he's done. Right. And- knows that he's doing this is right. past the point of like thinking and realizes this is what's happening right but still is just too afraid to hurt her yeah and she finds out yeah gets mad at him for it and then he still feels the need to apologize for breaking her heart yeah it is it is it
0: is narcissistic it is
1: because like but at the same time you're like oh man that poor guy
0: right well <laughs> and it's it's tough because it is something that we all feel like when you break up with somebody yeah. You don't want to hurt that person, right? But it's inevitable, and also, like you, you are not the one that gets the sympathy in this situation, right? No. Like, if generally, if you break up with someone, even if it was for good reasons, that person is going to get the sympathy because they have been dumped, they have yeah. they have been hurt, and that is a very fair thing to feel, or for a fair way for the situation Absolutely. to be set up. However, you also are still going through something. Yes, you know, like your a change in a relationship. And it's also a
1: hindsight. You know, it's in that moment. I'm mm-hmm. sure most people probably feel horrible and feel like yeah destroyed the person's life depending on how it goes but for sure you still like looking back you're like man that was a little (laughs) yeah oh for sure i i there are i'm not that full of myself
0: (laughs) there are breakups that i have um that i have been on the the breaking up side of not the being uh, i the dumper not the dumpy yeah and and when you think back to the instance of the breakup it's cringy not because you did it poorly but like just you are breaking, you are shattering someone's mirror, right? Like you are yeah. shattering this part of their life. I remember there was one person I broke up with who is very, very sweet, but like it was, not, it was just not going to work out. And the problem is mo- sometimes if it hasn't been a long time coming, gen- even if it has been, they don't see it coming. Yeah. They do like, and so it literally, yeah, if I mean, they
1: don't see that coming, then it's very tough.
0: Yes. Like this one was literally a smile to a
1: droop Oof. because
0: like, you know what I mean? Like it was like. They thought every like oh what's yeah. going on and then I think we need to break up and scene right like it goes down <laughs> like that and um and, and of course I, I feel like and the problem is that person is still tangentially in my life because of other reasons or because of other relationships and, and family and stuff hello there and they they weren't family by the way I said family and stuff they're still they're, my family, <laughs> right no they're out, because of family that's relationships I, I do still that know.
1: but that's probably a good to clarify. yeah okay right there.
0: right this is Michigan this is fine yes. um uh and they still. Even though – I don't want to give too many details. Even though they they are in a very good place in life, they still give me ill will. They still interact really coldly with me. And yes. it's like, listen, like everything is fine now for you and for me. <laughs> but you still have that feeling going back to the song. You have that feeling of like I, we needed to break up, but I did not want to hurt you. But that doesn't mean that I get that sympathy. Yeah, You still have been dumped. I, I did hurt you. Even if I didn't want to, I did um even if it was for the better so i think it's a very interesting viewpoint that isn't explored very often and he does it he does it he does it very i guess i'm gonna say fragilely um he he does it in a very fragile way and it it works it works really really well it works very well so so yeah fantastic song great song yep
1: (laughs) moving into the next song spider in my room
0: I love Jim. I think he's great. I think he has some songs that are fantastic. I, I would I not... love put, his
1: voice. Yeah.
0: But I... I mean, I, I'm going to say, wanna... th- this is a stupid song. I don't yes. care what that reviewer from 96... Or that reviewer who said that, I just don't get it. I've listened to the song plenty of times. Yeah, he just I, doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. Yeah, let's flip this He's the the script. asshole. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, I just... It's just... It's just dumb. I'm yeah. sorry. I, lo- I love Jim. And, and this is the biggest example of them trying to be wacky and missing the mark. And I know, again, there's the idea is what would happen if you were to kill the spider? Like what, you know, what consequences would there be? Would there be bad luck that follows you around? Yeah, I don't, There's all this swimming so, stuff that I don't get. It, yeah. I just, I don't care I for don't it. I just don't care for it. Lyrically, musically.
1: It, nothing about nothing this works, works for me. For me. Yeah. This is one yeah. of, one of the few songs from Naked Ladies. I believe I said on a previous podcast that I don't dislike any. Yeah. But, you I'm lied. changing my mind. You lied. This is I just I, yeah, I, I can't do it, and
0: I don't blame you for it for yeah. even a hot second. So, no.
1: this yeah. is another classic Alberto song for me.
0: <laughs> How so?
1: <laughs> How did you mishear it or something? No. What What do you think they're saying? Heya, uh, heya, uh, heya, heya, uh, heya, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. It's kind of they they listened to Outcast and just were really inspired yeah. by Heya uh, and they're like let's no. put that in our song. In some
1: sense, I can almost hear uh, pay up or way up.
0: That makes more sense to me than the Alberto. So yeah. and just
1: for people who know. Yeah, don't, just for clarification. Just for literally the rest of the world.
0: <laughs> there's a song by the killers, um uh oh shit. I was one of my oh favorite songs oh. by them too. Oh, oh what's the how's what's the song called? Uh,
1: is it Neon Tiger? It's no off, it's not Neon Tiger. It's day and age. It is, yeah. This is your life. This is this your is life. This is your life. And it has these and It starts like, off Alberto. No, it starts Alberto. off I'm like Oh
0: way. Oh way. And but for no. whatever reason, Nick's like it sounds like Alberto. It doesn't no, sound no, any no, like, no. it's it's so frustrating to me because I've I've, had, I've listened to every part of the vocal arrangement of that song and I, I don't know where you're getting Alberto from <laughs> all right, like, all right, we're gonna play're like saying they're saying string cheese It's like what about that Play the play the fucking song.
1: what sounds like alberto so oh wait oh oh wait oh, oh is uh, alberto so there's that's two different know. vocal I, parts though isn't I it i think i only hear it now because of you, the first time i heard it
0: but. But like it's two different <laughs> you know they're not saying alberto because it's two I, different vocal I parts i don't
1: believe that they are saying alberto oh, now God damn. But the
0: first time... What's I the next song totally on this <laughs> album? Same thing. Play same, <laughs> thing. same Thing. Go back to Same Thing.
2: I mean <laughs> to wake out of a dream And be wearing someone else's shorts Been around the block
1: at least on my bike I was prepared for the news But not for a full-scale a good song.
0: It is. And, and this is the one I was talking about earlier Where when I re-listened to it I was like, damn, this is really good. And I, I don't yeah. think... I had ever really, maybe once or twice in the past 10 years, listened to this song all the way through besides today. And it's one of those that it makes me want to go back and re-listen to because this is one that I think balances uh, – this could – this is maybe a, a stupid thing to say. This could be on stunt to me. Like quality-wise, yeah. it's got like the the lyrics are there, the music is there, and I think it's that sort of, melan- sort of melancholic music with yep. like really – very like you know to wake up in a dream to be wake, to wake up from a dream wearing someone else's shorts like that's one of those lines that you're like that's silly but also it's it's not like it fits very well with what he's trying to describe and the feelings and yeah man i i have a lot more respect for this one not that i ever disrespected it but like i like this song a lot more than i ever have before only recently um and and, and i couldn't tell you what it's about i couldn't tell you what you know ed was writing about or what yeah he was trying to i couldn't either i think this um, is a fantastic
1: song it. and i've this is one where i've always loved the line that like the i was prepared for the news or whatever but not for the full scale war the yeah, way he yeah, delivers yeah. that is always really good yeah and it's that line sticks in my head mm-hmm. but i could not necessarily always pin it to this song mm-hmm. i yeah. knew it from this album but i've lis- I, listening back i was like oh is this the one and oh no 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 <laughs> and finally found it right. and same thing. Right. It's a fantastic song but for some reason maybe it's because it's sandwiched between Spider in My Room and Just a Toy. Yeah, and it gets that's forgotten true too. about.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But great.
0: It's good it really is. I completely agree. Um and and even that short line when I first heard it I'm like I feel like I've recently heard that line or maybe saw it on like the Bare Naked Ladies subreddit or something but I was like yeah. oh yeah it's this song that it's from. So I, I I I can relate to that lyric that lyric kind of idea too but yeah this, it's one of those things where the chorus literally just the must have been the same thing that is something that i'm just like i don't know why i don't know what part about it but i i relate to it, it so hard it hits exactly exactly uh, and i think they have a tendency to do that with a lot of songs so this is a yeah. great this is a really great one good one yeah all right even though we've done 11 songs there are still 3 more 3 more so let's go on to we're going to power thing. through them let's until do the end. So just a toy just a toy
1: <laughs> by by power through i mean we're really going to have to power through
0: the
2: next yes. couple yes all right just a toy who needs you, a boy to be who needs
0: this is kind of kind of like um call me calmly but the on the opposite end of it where it's like it doesn't elicit any strong negative feelings but it and it's kind of fine, but I just, it also, I don't like it. You know, like, it's yeah. not the kind of music I would normally listen to. Um, I don't know if that's even a true statement. I, I don't know. I, nothing about it is, is, it, this feels like filler. Let me put it that way. This yeah. actually feels like
1: filler. Like, I would agree with that. I don't know if I have as quite as strong negatives as you. Mm-hmm. It's definitely way better than Spider in My Room to me, but yeah. it's somewhere yes. in between dislike and, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I think I agree. I think it's a little harder, higher on the dislike part yeah, for me. It, moments, I, I just, it, it seems like a song, and again, when I say being, like, as a songwriter, which is a very, like, douchey thing to say. But as, as a songwriter, a songwriter it, you know, and as somebody who uh, budget is the biggest issue, right? Like, I, I, I have 12 songs I could go write but, or go record, but I don't have the money to go record 12 songs. This feels like a song where I would go, okay, well... I've got 12 songs written like yeah. I finished a song called uh, just a toy. So I guess I should record it even if it wasn't like quality. Like, you know, there, there's maybe a couple songs that I have where I thankfully w- was able to cut out because if I had the money, I would have recorded it yeah. because it's one that's finished and that I have done it. So, it, it, again, I know nothing about the history of them writing and recording the song, but it feels like a song where it's like, well, we wrote it. Yeah. We might as well record
1: it. It feels like one that should be more relatable. Yeah, sure. Sure. With i don't know whatever being used or
0: yeah jealousy or whatever it is but but again they just miss the mark you know it it just just doesn't doesn't, hit the way they they can and maybe that is part of it is is knowing even other songs on this album but knowing the rest of their discography it's like you know they can hit the mark yeah they just they don't hear they don't hear. yeah
1: and this song has the themes that feels like it could Right. But. It, just, well,
0: exactly. It's a topic that you yeah. go, okay, yeah, they could write a pretty relatable song here, and then it doesn't happen.
1: doesn't happen. All right, so should we move to the next one? Let's do it. In the drink.
2: I'm in the drink for love. And I want to drink your
1: love. I like Jim's voice in yeah. the song. Yeah. It's, and, and, it's the slow, and I think it hits his voice can do well mm-hmm. that's about it
0: yeah and i almost uh it has that little interesting part or sorry that intro part right where it's just the guitar yeah, what the hell is and that we, and if i remember it correctly i like it that's the thing it almost feels like it's tricking me yeah i really like the beginning of the song and when i was re-listening to it i'm like is this going to be another same thing where i'm like oh I, I like this one um and then the rest that part the actual song starts and i'm like damn it to hell guys no, the like, first
1: time i re-listened this i was like what is this song? Right. I don't remember this. Yeah. And then this, like, I like this. And then it changes like 30 seconds. in, Like like, just full stops. Right. Like Peter's out. Right. Then picks up. And I was like, Oh, it's this one.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly (laughs) right. Yeah. So again, same thing as for me, it's just a toy. It's just not, there's nothing there to it. Um, I like, see, I like Jim appearing on this. And again, there are so many songs that he does sing that are great. I think both
1: of the, his songs were, he wrote them, I think.
0: Sure. Oh, that's why I, f- I would assume that. Yeah. yeah. What? And I do think weirdly their past two or th- their most recent two or three albums, um, "Fake Nudes" and "Grinning Streak" and um, "Silverball." Jim's got some solid tracks on yeah. those songs, especially compared to some of the garbage on one of those albums. The one <laughs> one particular stinky <laughs> piece of garbage on on Silverball. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't know if it was he hadn't developed yet or he was just doing something different. I just don't care for the song his songs yeah. on this album.
1: So, and that, yeah, it's coming from a place of love, Jim. Yeah, we, we yeah. Listen, it.
0: man. We, it's, it's again. It's also that thing of like, not that I could do better. Yeah. But I don't think it works. So, who
1: who did we convince? We convinced one of our siblings or someone once that we hung out with Jim Cregan i don't i don't remember, don't that. remember I, that
0: i it sounds like something we would yeah. do but i also don't remember Be, just
1: because we kept uh the way ed introduced jim a Gym- couple green. times yeah 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 yeah. because we said it like that and like we're like oh yeah no no, no we'll, that's
0: that's how we, yeah yeah probably my brother probably. and maybe his friend ben or something like that but maybe yeah all right let's, let's knock out that last track shoebox shoebox
1: Man, I like this song. Yeah, me too. I love that part in the expert that we played the 1984.
0: 1994. Where he does it. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Kill that. Yeah. yeah, he does. Thank you. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, I practiced it. Um Yeah, so this is one of those songs that I, I, you know, I think the thing we've said a lot. This one actually hits the mark for me. This yeah. is one of those songs that is um, silly a little bit. Again, it, it, you know, the the idea being. Um, a, a, young, a younger gentleman having an affair with a, a slightly older woman um, and it's like okay that's not something I can relate to Nope. but I love the song and I think the lyrics work really well and um, yeah I, I, really, I really enjoy it and this song, song was um, written I'm pretty sure a long time before this album came out I think okay. it was included at the last, at the last minute um, and, I, and I, I don't know if it was Thank God. Um, for <laughs> yeah oh exactly I, t- I completely agree Um, I don't know if it was for, like, an EP um, before, uh, if it was before even Gordon, and it was, like, one that they finally mastered, but I know it was an older song, um, because, you know, they talk about 1994, well, the album came out in 96, Um, and it was also um, featured on the Friends soundtrack, Yeah, interestingly enough, Um, so that's kind of cool, too.
1: Yeah, apparently some of the people from Friends were supposed to be in the music video. Yeah, and they they
0: bailed, or they just, yeah, yeah. right, something happened, happened, yeah. But no, I I think it is a great closer, and this is a song. This is an album that I feel, and I don't say this often about many albums, but I feel like it's an album as a whole, including shoebox. Where if there are some, if you took off some songs at fourteen tracks, if you took off three to five of them, you would have a really solid album. Yes. I but. An album is all 14 songs. So yeah. um, I'm not saying I would take Shoebox off. No, that's true. I
1: I would not take Shoebox off, but you could take three to five other songs off. Yes. And And the album might. It would feel much more of a succinct. Yes. Yes, exactly.
0: So. Hard. Yeah. Taking again, going zooming back out again. We've taken a look at the whole album. Um, One thing we didn't mention, I, I will say, and I couldn't tell you why. This is one of my favorite album covers of theirs. The kid with like the with a hat on. I <laughs> with do all the love. Ju- yeah, yeah, I do yeah. love um, like the childhood imagery of that. It's something that I explore a lot in my music and a lot of albums that I really enjoy. Kind of explore that childhood wonder from an adult standpoint. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the album necessarily reflects that, but I do love the album cover for whatever it's reason. Too bad. I do love it.
1: He's not wearing a straw hat.
0: Yeah, and it's, and and if he were, I would assume his name was Hank and that he and that he was dirty. Yeah. But I, I for whatever reason it's just a child. Newspaper close enough. Newspaper's close enough. Yeah. It's got a pirate hat maybe. Maybe oh, that's what I'm yeah. going for. Um so, um you said before we started that th- this is one that you have ironed out your favorite and least favorite tracks on yes. this album.
1: And I'm going to guess it's going to be easy for you, but we'll see.
0: Well, I definitely it's very easy your least favorite spider in my room. Like there's <sighs> without a shadow of a doubt. Got it. But your favorite though is the hard part. That's the I, I no, it's not. Your favorite is "Break Your Heart." Yes. Yes. Okay. That no, it, it seemed hard for a second. Then I was like, "No, shit, it's easy." Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I'm gonna right. struggle with you more than. All right. So go. Let, let's let's see it. I'm also gonna go for a spider in my room. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. For sure. Easy yep. point.
0: Yep. Easy point. <laughs> easy point.
1: <laughs> and I, I'm between "Break Your Heart," which I don't think is right. Okay. I'm between that and The Old Apartment okay. I'm gonna go with The Old Apartment absolutely alright
0: I think it is the first more so like the first B&L song I ever heard <clears> was one week like I said in the Digimon movie yeah. I think The Old Apartment is the first one that I ever really loved Amen. when we do our top 10s at the end it will make the top 10 for me without a shadow of a doubt I don't right. know where in the top 10 because I'm actually really waiting I love making lists number I'm sure one with a bullet I <laughs> I am waiting to make that list until we've done all the other episodes just because yeah. I don't want to have that predetermined me so. too I, yeah so um, I'm not ready for that. Trivia question for you that, that we've asked the other two albums. As you know, for the first few albums, uh, they do record know. one track naked. What song do you think for Born on a Pirate Ship was the one they recorded
1: naked? Break your...
0: No. <laughs> that would, be a, do- that would be, dog dog be a weird choice. <laughs> <laughs> Steve just
1: like closed his eyes into the mic, like yeah. really into it. And all the other dudes uh, don't have too much
0: to do musically. But the
1: <laughs> I would guess that it would be a weird one. Not quite spider in my room weird, but I'm gonna go for stomach versus heart. Wrong. Straw so the, have...
0: the song that was recorded for this album, Naked, was called Back, and it was actually left off the finished album <laughs> and released as a B-side in, in 1997. <laughs> so it didn't even make it's the album. Trick question. It. it was a trick. <laughs> and and you there's one got more me that, that me a <laughs> <Clyde and laughs> <sticker. laughs> ah, motherfucker. All right, let's. We gotta get out of here. So um, let's do our our some fantastic real quick. Any basically any plugs um, before we get to the some something fantastic. Uh, Like I said, by this point, probably my EP is out. At this point, it's called Lost Machines, but it might be called something out by the end of it. Um, Just search for King Inc. King King Inc. Look for it. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's good stuff, people. You're going to like it. Um, Unbiased opinion. One song on that has no auto-tuned vocals. Only one. I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but it's very obvious, but it it works okay. It's the Um, old apartment. (laughs) Yeah, it's my cover of the old apartment. Parentheses, no (laughs) (laughs) auto-tuned. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Just so, being up front. So let's do let's do um let's do that's something fantastic. Do you have yeah. anything you wanna talk about?
1: Oh uh, sure, I'd go first. Uh I'm gonna plug or not plug. Recommend. I'm gonna recommend the T V show The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, I've heard I, I've I seen a lot about that. Yeah, Amazon superhero stuff it. but more dark, dystopian. Mm-hmm. It's like they're all controlled by corporations in a sense. Sure. Uh, and it's the the it's anti-heroes, very dark yeah. yes. I heard very it's very anti-hero.
0: violent. Very violent. It, is, it is in, in a
1: sense be? everyone seems to talk about it that way mm-hmm. and there's definitely moments sure but sure. it's there are moments that are very gory yeah i'm sure but they seem to me like more moments fewer and far between it's like a tarantino than, movie where yes. it's
0: like a lot of stuff happening and then a really ultra violent exactly moment and then
1: yes. yeah nothing. okay good, uh but good. i loved it fantastic cool. finished it in like two days
0: I, it is so. It's one of those shows that I have genuinely been meaning to watch for a while, mm-hmm. um, but I, I I think it's one that I don't think my wife would enjoy. I don't think Jeanette would really care for it too much. So I've added it to the list of shows where if I ever have time to watch it by myself, I'm all in. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of, but there are a lot of shows on that list. Um. The Americans has been on that list for the longest only time. Only grows
1: and grows. Well, this one is only eight. It's short right now. As, as of could, now, <laughs> yes, right. Until so maybe now it get out. Into it. Yeah, versus the Americans. And I heard, but
0: I, I believe if I and you, having watched it, you'll know. I think Simon Pegg is in it because I believe yeah. the main character. He's or, his father. Well, I think the comics though that it's based off of the comic creators based like the main character or one of the characters off of Simon Pegg, and oh, so it's really? kind of like a little bit of a weird fan service thing. But so I, what do you got? I'm gonna add. Um, so I, when I lived out in L.A., we went to this church uh, called Ecclesia. It's right downtown Hollywood. Actually, if you watch um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the, the Tarantino film, sure. there's actually a shot of the church. Like the banner is still up with the church sign while Brad Pitt's driving down the oh, 101, okay. which is kind of funny. Um, but So great church, great, great group of people. But I'm not plugging the church. This is just a sidebar to get to the point. But one of the guys in the worship band was named Jason, and he was a really, really good guitar player. And he just had a look about him that, like, this guy's like a musician, right? Like, he's not like, I can play some chords. Um, and then about sure. th- two or three months ago, I found out that he had actually got signed to a small label and was releasing an album. And that album came cool. out uh, – it's September now. I believe the album came out in early August. Um, but it's called it's called Love in the Dark, and it's his his name is Jason Hawk Harris. And it's definitely a country album. Okay. Um, but, but more along the lines of like Jason Isbell country, actually very, I, I, I see a lot of Jason Isbell and what he does. Um, and it was one of those things where I did admittedly buy it, um, to support him. Cause I was like, I remember that dude like yeah. I was, I know, him, I don't, I know I was never friends with him admittedly, but I, I knew him, I recognized him. And so I did buy it out of support because I was like, you know, as someone who wants to be signed to a label, I want to support when people are in the smaller ones. And I put the record on and it's fucking good, man. It really is. There's a lot of very, very powerful lyrics and songwriting and, and moments on that album. So, um, again, it's the album is Love in the Dark by Love and the Dark by Love Jason Hawk Harris. Um, I'll, I'll get you the copy of it when we get back to my place. Awesome. Or something. But it, it, I really, really enjoyed it. It's country. It's got a bit of the um, sort of the country outlaws kind of era of like, uh, of, of Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and stuff like that it's got a little Ooh. bit of that outlaw vibe to it but um, it's very very good so alright great that's it for today
1: yeah do we I don't have anything to plug uh, if you have any questions recommendations please email us at our new email yeah, bare yeah. naked ladies are us at gmail.com yeah it was it was available it was we, available and, it, and, it and we it snapped it up <laughs>
0: So, yeah, naked ladies are Us at gmail.com. Uh, we're really only looking for criticisms, not so much compliments. Yes. Like, don't we know how good the podcast is. Let yes. us know the bad things. Let us know what we've what, what stupid things we've yeah. said.
1: If we got it wrong, please be the first to tell
0: us. Yeah, pl- exactly, because we're not going to tell each other. Yeah. We, we're on the same page. So, BarenakedLadiesAreUs at gmail.com. And next time we're talking about Stunt, one Stunt. of the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the weird German phase they went through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. That's going to be a good one.
1: Me too. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
0: Did we have a sign off? I don't think we did. Did we?
1: No. Okay. Bye.